0: Your shelf for mine. Talking sophisticated topics all the time.
1: Welcome to your shelf. Or mine. Standle, Youth Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library.
0: And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library.
1: Yeah, I'm also the Adult Services Librarian at the Becky Standle House.
0: Where there is currently one adult. One
1: adult. One human. Booker's an adult, but he's not a human adult. No. And he he doesn't read.
0: No. Mm No. He is a canine. Working from home is different. It certainly is different. It makes life challenging. And we're not just working from home. We are also doing school from home. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had yesterday, we had three laptops on the dining table because Axel was doing homework. I was doing work work and Lydia was looking for a job. Yeah. We we had room for one more, but she was at work. So, but there's still room.
1: She's an essential (laughs) worker.
0: She is. So how has it been going other than, I mean, I don't know. Eventually things will kind of sort themselves and we'll be able to navigate things a lot more simply, mm-hmm. more clearly anyway. So definitely having a lot of um, influence on exploring new technology and <laughs> learning how to do things in a different kind of way, which is yeah. cool. Lots going on.
1: <clears throat> Lots going on. Yeah, and I know, like, Jennifer's trying not to, like, overwhelm everybody with content on our, like, Facebook and stuff. But right. at the same time, we have, like, a lot of stuff to share.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just the small business it, information alone is inundating.
1: I need to try to break it up with, like, more lighthearted stuff.
0: Oh, like, I did like, story see time. Yeah, and she's been posting the people's pets on there. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I should take a picture of my three wild beasts that live here and... Your coworkers. Hey, my coworkers. I'll wait till they bathe. How long have they I don't know. Well, Axel, he's forced every day, but the other two, they're on their own. <laughs> what? Oh, she says they're all clean. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to the library today and fed the fish. And yeah, I was going to swing by the grocery store on my way back today, and then I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna go home. I'll go to the grocery store early. I went to the grocery store early Sunday morning, and there was nobody there, so I might do that again. Oh. I just need milk right now.
1: Yeah. I need to get some more dog food. Oh, that's probably good cat food. And the creamer. Food. <laughs> well, there's some sitting on the cutting board. <laughs> I don't want your sitting out all night creamer.
0: It's delicious. Well, you
1: wouldn't want it anyway. It's sugar-free. So. No. It not sound delicious at all. <laughs> Maybe yes. you've forgotten what sugar, how good sugar is.
0: Well, I've got this sugar-laden hot cocoa here. I know exactly how good sugar <laughs> is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It had four marshmallows in it, and all four of them, it was so hot, they just melted, and can't even tell they were there. So sad. Uh, that
1: is sad. I guess. I don't like marshmallows that much.
0: Yeah. I like them in my hot cocoa. I like whipped cream. That is what I like. Yeah. So, what was your book and story time this morning that I missed? Um, I read Barry the Fish with Fingers.
1: Oh, you really like you really really like that one. Pretty absurd. It's like Barry's a fish and he has fingers, and all the other fish are like, "Whoa, those are so cool!" And then he tells them all the things that he can do now that he has fingers. And it turns out at the end they're fish sticks that like, oh, a gross. container of fish sticks was dropped into the ocean and he like put That's them on a... Right. That's so not right. Not, right. At everybody all. gets to have fingers. <laughs> That's just gross. <laughs> that was my cousin. <laughs>
0: That doesn't come up. That's just left <laughs> for your imagination. Where do they think fish sticks come from? Pirates. Those <laughs> a buccaneer. That was a good joke yesterday, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. Morning. For our cute.
1: listeners, the joke yesterday was, um, how much does it cost for a pirate to get his ears pierced? A buccaneer. It was a joke Donita posted this morning. It
0: was. What kind of dog doesn't bark? Not my dog. A hush puppy. Good yeah. one. Do you like my mug?
1: Yes. I saw
0: a picture of that once
1: already. I love it. It says Headwitch in charge. I was talking to my mom the other day because so I was, I had a sad day and she was, was like, every time the rain stops, you need to go outside. Like every mm-hmm. moment of the day. Right. It's not Cause raining. otherwise
0: if you wait. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So crazy. So, um, did you want to talk about our book? Yeah. Today,
1: we're talking about a book about a family secret. Mm -hmm. I thought of reading another one, like a fresher one, but I've been having trouble reading lately, so I didn't. Um, But the one I read is called Inheritance by Danny Shapiro, and I really like it a lot. So,
0: um, that's what I'll be talking about. What about you? I read... um Actually, I listened to Little Bird of Heaven by Joyce Carol Oates. Oh. Yeah. And it is uh, coming out this month. Um, And it was... It actually came out in March. So March 17th is when it came out. But it was a lot of secrets, not just one. So it was mostly two families with um, some intertwined secrets. So... Cool. Do you want to go first? Do you want to give us a full synopsis? Yeah. yeah so I don't think that I have ever actually read um, Joyce Carol Oates before. I think that I have seen a lot of them, but I've never actually read them. So this one, I didn't realize how many books she's actually written. And she's in her 80s. She's, she's old. Yeah, she, I think she's in her 80s. I was reading um, a little bit about her because um, I was like, well, I, I know your name and I know the kinds of books that you you write, but I don't think I know anything about you at all. So I looked her up and I saw that she and her husband had been quite prolific together for a long time and then he passed away and and then she had a very rough time getting over that, but then she is back in the game. So
1: she has a master class on master class, um, that I've been meaning to do uh,
0: on on writing short fiction. Yeah, this wasn't short. It was um uh narrated it was seventeen hours and twenty minutes. So it's a lengthy story. And it's mostly about um, from the perspective of a, of a um girl a a woman who she's talking about her past and her past um into the future into her current life and it's about her father having an affair with someone else's mother and then that woman becomes dead and he is pursued as well as the husband is pursued and the her dad, this young lady's dad um, chooses death uh, suicide by police as his way out and so he takes her hostage and then um, gets shot trying to come out of the hotel room where he has her but anyway so the secrets are all her whole life was was ruined essentially because her dad had an affair with this woman, and then it was never proven whether he killed her or not, but it was also, you know, something that everybody just assumed he had, even though he had never been proven guilty, and and he didn't actually do it, and you learn that at the very end, but then she starts, um... (laughs) <laughs> she starts um obsessing over this woman 's son, and then that's it's all all a whole nother story and then you learn little stories along the way about um things that she does to be able to make it through life and so it's it 's all about this girl's life and how she lived through what started off as one big secret and then it turned into everybody knew about the secret, and then her dad was accused of murdering this woman because of the secret and And then in the end, her life takes a whole different turn and, and they find some semblance of justice, but she just walks away. Well, so did you like it? Yeah. I mean, it was a family story and it was, it's, but it had a lot of, um, a lot of romantic, um, I liked it okay. I don't know that I would have chosen it otherwise. I mean, I only fast forwarded it a couple of times. Wow. All right. The power of audio <laughs> yeah, i I'm
1: never fast forwarded audio
0: Oh, there's there were a couple of chapters. You know, one thing I will say that I'm not sure that I like the way it was written. I don't I didn't find it very compelling. I just was trudging along at some point where it's like, you know, you've said this 16 times already and I'd really like to move on now. So those were the parts that I was like, you know what? Next. Come on, let's move move this story along already. Um, I think there was just way too much repetition. It, it was too repetitious for me anyway. But, I mean, I caught what she was getting at, and I wanted to move on to the next thing, but she just kept doing it over and over again. So, I mean, it was an interesting story. It was it was emotional. It was oh, lots of violence in this one. Lots of domestic violence. Lots of um, alcohol abuse. Um, you know, trying to get at all kinds of different ways people live. I guess. Um, I guess I wasn't as, I wasn't thoroughly satisfied by the story, but it was kind of a benign story. Let's put it that way. It wasn't something I hated, but I wouldn't say I liked it a whole lot. Okay.
1: Okay. So, like you probably, by the end of the year, will have forgotten it.
0: Correct. Uh, By the end of the month, probably. (laughs) By the end of this sentence. (laughs) Exactly. Your turn. What was I talking about? I, I would be interested in reading her short stories, too, though, because because... With all of that repetition, it seems to me that all of this could have been done in a shorter version. She's much stronger as a short story writer.
1: Well, the book I read, um, like I said, is called Inheritance, and it's by Danny Shapiro, and it is a memoir. And she's written other memoirs, and I haven't read any of her other stuff, but I would like to, having read this one. Inheritance is pretty short, and what it's about is she, like... On a lark, uh, sent um, her cheek swab or whatever into like ancestry.com to do a genealogy test, and it came back. The results were not what she expected. Hmm. So she was raised like her parents were Orthodox Jews, she was raised in that faith. But it just seems like she has like another memoir that's about, that's about that. Um, so she doesn't really go into it too much, but she was surprised to find out from this, uh, DNA test that she's 50% not Jewish. Yeah. And so at first she thought like there must be a mistake, uh, but they contacted like ancestry.com and they were like, we don't really make mistakes, but they were able to, her and her husband, within like a couple of days actually find out who her paternal father was just like a series of like connections and coincidences. It turned out that so like one of the things about ancestry.com is you get your like DNA results and they use their whole Mm -hmm. like database to, to connect you with people that you're like related to. And so she did find a partial like blood connection who would have been like a cousin or something. And through him was able to find who her father was And she looked him up online because he was, like, a doctor who did, like, lectures and stuff. Like, he was just right there. And she's like, oh, my gosh, he looks
0: just like me. And
1: so... But she doesn't um, know...
0: She didn't know why she had a different father?
1: No. So the, the book really deals with her over, like, the next six to nine months kind of coming to terms with this. Because she's, like... Part of it is, like, she... Her father died when she was pretty young, And she didn't have a good relationship with her mother. And so a lot of her like identity was based on her father's identity. And then she had, because she's blonde had spent like her whole life defending her Jewishness already. And not to find out that like he wasn't her biological father. And she had all these questions about her cultural identity because of that, as well as just like her baggage with her parents and stuff. And then, um, she tries to get in contact with her paternal father or her biological father, and he, like, nervous about it. And so um she he doesn't want to, like, be in touch for a while, and he eventually, like, comes around to it and reaches out to her after a few months, and she's able to, like, meet her half-siblings that she didn't even know she had. she had. Yeah, because she had been an only child, too. So that's kind of like a... A bonus. But then also figuring out, like, how is this guy, my biological father, like, where did he come from? Why did my parents ever tell me? Did my mom have an affair? What is going on? And so she's doing all this, like, research into her parents passed but her mother has also passed away so she can't, like, ask her. So she's trying to, like, find out from, like, her mom's best friend or her aunt if they knew anything About this. Yeah. So it's really interesting. They turns out they didn't really, but she was the product of this clinic. So, so she was born in the Mm sixties and at that time, like infertility was extremely taboo. People didn't talk about it. Her parents had sought out treatment at this clinic that was like pretty shady. Like it was connected to some university. But the guy who ran it wasn't, like, a doctor. Um, and so she ended up doing a lot of research on that because they didn't, they didn't like, keep records. They didn't have, have, like, the human genome mapped or anything like that. So they didn't really know very much about genetics or anything like that. But what they would do in order to, like, help couples conceive is that they would take ser- sperm samples. Like, they had to be, like, fresh, you know, because they, they didn't freeze them at the time. From medical students oh. at the university, and um, mix them with samples from the like father.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: there was always be like a chance that it was like their biological child.
0: I'm sure that the parents knew.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, and it, you, it, when she saw the the picture of uh, the man who's her biological father, she's like, well, mm-hmm. I, he can't deny that I'm not his child right. because. I look like him and I look nothing like the, my father who raised me. But, yeah, they didn't keep records about that kind of stuff. It was, like, very hush-hush. Her mother had said, like, one, kind of one thing randomly to her when she was a teenager that she remembered that helped her, like, go back and find, oh, she mentioned she was conceived in some city. And she was like, what a weird thing for you to say, Mom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when she 15, whatever. <laughs> But she came like, out <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> um,
1: So it, it I really liked it. I thought it was really compelling. Like she just it's like just a real like internal journey that she goes through kind of coming to terms with like her identity and then also trying to solve this like mystery part too. Mm-hmm. Um it got a lot of like negative reviews on Goodreads though. Like people were Mad about it, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of interesting. Why is she so upset not to be Jewish? Come on, you guys. Her mother was Jewish, but she wasn't Orthodox and converted when she married her father. But then she goes and has like conversations with like this really old rabbi who had worked with her father and he was like really, really, her father was really prominent in this community and she just had like a lot of questions. Um, she also has, this is actually how I heard about this book in the first place because she started a podcast called Family Secrets, like, wow. before the book came out, I think in part oh. to promote the book. Okay. Um, but where she talks about her, like, her thing that the book is about, but also, like, interviews different people about their family secret. If you're like Family Secret, and, uh, like <laughs> me. <laughs> That's your I, a, I a different book right before I read this one, I think. Um, it was like a weekend of on the same theme, but it was called When I Was White oh. and it's about a woman who finds out not as late in life as Danny Shapiro did, but like in her late twenties that her father isn't her biological father and that her biological father was a black man and her parents are still alive, but her mom just like will not talk to her about it. Oh wow. She Yeah. Like she did I think she ends up doing a DNA test to really confirm what Basically, she believed, like, but kind of repressed a little bit for most of her life. But she's like, yeah, her mom just won't talk to her about it. Yeah. So I don't know if it was, like, a traumatic. She, like, talks about, like, the different things that might have happened. But until her mom really, like, opens up about it, she's never going
0: to know. So what are we going to do next time? Did
1: you pick this one
0: or did I? You did. I think
1: I did. So it's your turn to pick.
0: I am reading, all right, so you remember I told you that I didn't want to do the book that I read about books and libraries and bookstores, and so I got another one. So I'm, I'm doing that one right now, so if you want to do that one, we can.
1: Well, the book I want to read, though, I don't have it yet.
0: Oh, okay. What about, so we could do the book with a number in the title? book with a number in the title. All right. All right, let's just do that then. Well, I don't have anything else to talk about right now because we can't talk about anything going on at the library.
1: (laughs) Nothing going on at the library. Although I guess if people just listen to our podcast and they don't follow us on social media, they should follow us on social media. We'll keep you in touch. But we have other content, like Austin is doing like a poetry month stuff. Um. So that's something nice you can listen to if you like to listen to stuff. And it's
0: on Facebook and Instagram. You know, we don't want to inundate everyone with everything all at once, because if we're going to be doing this for a while, we want to have enough content to to last. So once we get a little more direction from the government on how long we're going to be away from the building, we'll be able to plan things a little bit more realistically, I guess. Yeah. But we are getting ready to do some virtual Hiring events with WorkSource and LCC, so keep an eye out for that. WorkSource, um, the um, Unemployment Office, is hiring hundreds of people. So if you are currently looking for work in Washington State, um, I would get onto the Unemployment Office page and look up careers because not only are they offering employment in locations, but they're also offering virtual employment. In the state. So I if you are needing a job, those are some fairly good jobs that are available right now that you can do from your own home. All right. Thanks for
1: listening to Your Shelf or Mine. I'm Becky.
0: I'm Elizabeth. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Video time for Your Shelf or Mine is donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. We at the Longview Public Library thank our local
0: stations for their ongoing support. Your Shelf or Mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McKeldry from A Song for You. Find Megan on Facebook or Twitter at Meg McKeldry or online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E. R-R-Y ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry.